Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique. No, I can't even do it. <laughs> Still can't do it. Unique With... New York. Unique <laughs> New York. <laughs> the skeleton was denied a bank loan. Grab the children! What's the that? children. What's that? That's, that's, that's Anchorman Two. Is it? I can't remember. Yeah. I, you know what? I think I've only seen Anchorman Two once when it, it's it's rubbish. It came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <really bad. laughs> oh. um, Hi, Greg. Hi, David. How are you? I'm wonderful, Gregory. This is our fiftieth episode. Wow! Wow! Holy hell! Holy it, hell! It does not seem. No. 49 weeks since episode one. A two. I did. A one, oh, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This, this is Dads on Film. God yes. damn it. Yes. <laughs> I'm literally just going to do that, you piece of Ha-ha. shit. God damn it. Oh, I've become the master. Not quite. But... Well, I don't know about that. Definitely so, not. we are branding. <laughs> we are branding. I am sporting Dads on Film mm-hmm. uh, clobber. Merch. Merch. Clobber. Well, merch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we've not gone. They're not widely available yet, but if you would like, <laughs> well, can if you would like one. <laughs> Yeah, hit us up. See if you pay us like five pound more than what we paid. Gonna make a profit. I mean, yeah, I think we could shift them for. I'd be happy to shift them for. I'd be happy to shift them for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also, and also, these came today. Yeah, we've got all all corporate with a beautiful. I like that little business business cards. Yeah, man. Mm. But they're they're square. That's I love that. A little beer mats. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. I like it. They are very cool. They've got a QR code on the back. And uh, yeah, well, we'll start dishing them out. <laughs> Did we actually check where that QR code goes to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could yeah, just yeah. be some oh, really it's... inappropriate site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's Well, it's not just any QR code. It's a flow code. So I can like, Ooh. I can change where it goes to afterwards. Ah, nice. So, which is pretty like cool. Um, so we're going to start. That's that's. This is merch getting ready for. We're, we're on the road again on the Saturday, aren't we, David? Um, yes, we are. We are. And uh, th- this will be, in theory, this will be the first episode, like full episode we've recorded together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause we, because I suppose we did the, the, ha- the, the Halloweeny one. It yeah. wasn't just. Yeah, it wasn't the whole thing, was it? No, so this is on location. Dad's on film on location from the Light Cinema in Stockport. We're recording it Saturday afternoon, celebrating the return of cinemas, the reopening of cinemas, and that will go out as episode 51, which comes out next Friday. Uh, So, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Make sure you're listening for that. But in the meantime, David, we've got episode 50. Yes, 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 yes. We've had a few little... uh, little questions this week greg so jack has messaged us and he said so they've done spider-man into the spider-verse they've done spider-man miles morales on playstation as you fully well know greg um who do you reckon could play miles in a proper feature film ah Mm -hmm. god that's tough i i like 
I suppose it kind of needs to be because he's he's mixed race, isn't he? He's because his dad's he's black just, and his mum's Latina. Latina. Yeah. Um, however, that may be a little bit more tricky. Um, yeah, I like yeah, the kid yeah. from Stranger Things. For him. Ah, yeah, okay. you know the yeah, um, yeah. what's his name, Caleb McLaughlin. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I see yeah. him, you know, as a as a good little Miles Morales. They originally wanted Donald Glover, didn't they? There was big rumors years, you know, maybe like ten years ago that Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, was going to play uh, Miles Morales. Well, the thing uh, he did... even tur- he even turns up, doesn't he, in uh, Homecoming? That you know, the first new Spider Man, right. um, and actually, it hints it hints to Miles Morales in that one because. He's playing. He actually plays Prowler, you know, like Miles's uncle, yeah, uh, but yeah. a kind of a stoned kind of like very low key, you know, uh, low level criminal version. But he he mentions something about his nephew um, in Homecoming, okay. hinting at Miles Morales. Oh. It's cool little cool little Easter egg. I like that. Cool. I have to give that some mm. sort of thought. I mean, because the thing is, for for Spider Man, or whether it's Peter Parker or Miles Morales, it's like it's like Tom Holland is very. He's basically a kid, isn't he? And that's that's the thing you've got to yeah. get right. They've got to, they've got to be young enough. And even like Tom Holland was in his twenties or whatever. He's still yeah. Baby, baby well, Andrew Gar Andrew Garfield, yeah, Andrew Garfield when he played Peter Parker in I think it was like The Amazing Spider Man Two. He plays like yeah. a graduating high schooler, so eighteen. He was something like twenty nine <laughs> playing, yeah. it, which yeah. is just yeah, I don't believe it. So. Um, but uh, I, I, I see the, the guy from Stranger Things. He, he could do it, I reckon. What about, um, the, what's the kid who plays, mind you, he's probably a bit too old now. You know on Moonlight, when he's like, um, in it's the middle bit of Moonlight. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. He's, he's got like Ashton something or other. Um, oh, Ashton Sanders. Ashton ah, Sanders. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see it. He's, uh, hmm. he's like, in his twenties, is he? Yeah, no, he's a bit old now. Maybe he would have been good at the time to do it, hmm. um, sort of thing back then. But he's a bit too old now. Uh, but yeah, who do you, who do you think, Jack? Let us know, <laughs> and anybody else, <laughs> let us know. Dream Miles Morales casting. Okay, I like that a lot. Cool. Uh, we've had um, a cinemas opened up on Monday. Mm. Uh, I, I went to the cinema on Monday and I rewatched nice. um, Sound of Metal. Yeah, I went with how was Johnny. it? Oh, just, yeah. I mean, it's still amazing, obviously. Even better. Mm. And what I really liked about it is because you get the the proper sort of like cinema Dolby sound sort of thing going on. Yeah. But um, so much I picked up on. Well, a couple of things. Firstly, it's open captions. So, you know, the subtitles, they're like hard onto it. And actually, you get a lot out of that because there's some bits of dialogue, particularly at the start, like when they're in the RV and they're traveling, um, they're... That you don't sort of pick up on what they're saying, and it's quite nice to sort yeah. of see that, see pick up what they're saying. That's cool. The other thing is, there's so much like, um, what's what's that thing called now? With like that people are obsessed with, like the very sort of like thera- therapeutic sound, like like oh uh, um, uh, ASMR. Yeah, there's almost like <laughs> ASMR stuff going on with like. I don't know, the, some of the sounds that are like the background sounds and everything like that. And they've obviously yeah. made quite a big point of make, building that into 
into the sound design of the whole thing mm. and very very noticeable and obviously because of the nature of the story you pick up on it a lot more and like it's a new sort you're like really appreciating just like it's not just very gentle bird song or stuff like that and, yeah you know, like uh I don't know, rustling and things like like rustling. That of ASMR things. creeps me out. It's like this. Well, it wasn't maybe not quite like that, but <laughs> very, very, I don't know. It just sound. I don't know. Re, something really nice about that. That I, I, maybe it's because I've watched it a second time. Just very aware of just picking up on appreciating sound when you hear the sound because you, yeah. you, know, me, you know the way it's going. Um, so I had a really, really nice cinema experience. And uh, my uncle, Aid, who listens sometimes, was messaging yeah. me because he, he went as well uh, to the cinema. And he went to see Nomadland, which he hadn't seen before. Okay. Uh, and oh, he, I'm interested he, to see what he thinks. He says, um, I'm going to smash my men- membership pass, going go back, oh, back yeah. to cinema, going to see Nomadland. I said, enjoy. You can't unsee Francis McDormand. Bucket. <laughs> oh, oh, oh lordy! <laughs> and then he messaged and said, um, "Nomadland: An Ode to Grief, a Meditation on Solitude, Visual Poetry, a Study of the Simplicity of Nature, Heartbreaking and Measured in Equal Terms." Which I think he's being quite tongue in cheek. He said, mm. "And here's my here's my ne- nephew Gregory Smith, a film critic, eh, um, with his review. <laughs> you, ca- you can't unsee Francis McDormand in the bucket." <laughs> to which my dad said, "Neither of those reviews would induce me to watch." Uh, but then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway then then I got some voice messages Um, actually I think your review was bang on my review was a joke Um, I was bored really I could see where it was going that she just keep leaving people leaving things behind because of her experiences I was more interested in uh, oh have you seen it sorry oh yeah you have Um, obviously you have Um, more interested in the story of Empire uh, than her story. Um, she was with an Oscar just for being Francis McDormand, basically. That's my review. I just, I thought it looked beautiful. I thought it was shot beautifully. I just thought it meandered and went nowhere. There's a brilliant book um, called Stoner, written in the 1950s, which does a similar thing, but it's great, although I wouldn't try and turn it into a film. And I think this is a similar thing. It's a book that re- isn't really a story. Um, yeah. I just, I just found it annoying. I actually find her a bit annoying. Shouldn't say that, should I? Yeah, you know, Paul McCartney invented voice messages in the uh, <laughs> early 1960s, you know. <laughs> he, does a, he does a really good McCartney. Not uh, so, like yeah. Smarties, you see. <laughs> that was your, wasn't it? Yeah, What's well, your yeah. favourite flavour of Smarties? <laughs> Um, so yeah um, quite a few people have been going back to cinema so um, let us let us know if uh, if you've been back to cinema yet let us know what you've seen Uh, we're we're headed back on Saturday obviously so we're Mm. looking forward to that and sort of celebrating the open Uh, something interesting I read the other day which I'd not really considered uh, about the cinema and why it may well have a good chance of surviving is because to a lot of film distributors theatrical releases they're like um they're like a stamp of value. They add value to mm. the product which which they're yeah. releasing. So if something's been in the cinema, that sort of quality mark, you know, gives it gives it legs for when it comes out on streaming and mm. on TV and everything like that. And and the other and it's kind of related to that. Another thing is, if you if you're a distributor, distributor rather. There's, there's different audiences, aren't there, for films? There's, there are cinema audiences, yeah. but you've got to remember a large part of the population don't go to the cinema. So if you release something theatrically, 
you get all the revenue from it being released theatrically, right? And then mm. you've got another launch of it coming out to, you know, would have come out to DVD, to an extent some mm. still does, comes to streaming or whatever, or video on demand. And that's like another launch again. And it gets all that different audience and maybe even the audience that went to the cinema to see it as well, to an extent as well. If you're going straight to video at VOD, you're missing out all that sort of in between, you know, as well as not mm. getting that stamp, stamp value. So, you know, I think perhaps there's something to be said for that. I really hope so. Um, but we'll see, I suppose. It'll be interesting to speak mm. to the guys at the light on, on Saturday. I, uh, I've, I was quite happy to see a lot of people on like Instagram and things like that over, over the week going to the mm. cinema. A lot of parents taking the kids to the cinema straight yeah. after school on Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Uh, and tonight, so that's that's really nice. And as as I said a bit last week, I'm really looking forward to taking Ben to the cinema um, yeah, and actually getting nice. to go again. It's going to be great. Can't bloody yeah, wait. yeah. So, Greg, cool. have you got a question yes. for me? I have got a question for you, David. What is coming up on episode fifty of Dad's on Film? Woohoo! Okay, Greg. Well, next we're going to look at last week's homework, which was No Country for Old Men. Then we've got the news. Then we're going to look at a new Netflix release, The Woman in the Window. Um, and then what we are then going to do is get a little bit nostalgia. We're going to look back at last year's Look Ahead. Oh my God, meta. Uh, our So Solidity this week is finally Inside Out. Then we've got Everyone's a Critic, a new type of Everyone's a Critic. And then we're going to be looking at our new homework which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Let's do this. Five O. <laughs> the big five O. Five O, five O, heads down, heads down, five O. <laughs> Homework. Homework, yes, Greg. So we we scratched one off last week, didn't we, Greg? We did scratch still, one off. Still yes. Not, still not sure. Still feel strange about saying that. Um, <laughs> so last week we uh, we looked at Greg's uh, film poster, the scratch and sniff film poster, and we opted for Coen Brothers 2007 sort of neo noir, neo western, western, neo western, No Country for Old Men. Did you do your homework, Gregory? I did, and it'll be, as we alluded to earlier, the last homework as we know it for some time. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. You know, we are we are evolving homework, and we will do that at mm-hmm. the end of the show. We're taking it up a level. Um, yeah. And, and it won't be any called homework anymore. But yes, yes, I did watch it. It seems like a while ago now. I watched it last Thursday, which is mm. six days ago from the day we're recording this. Shall I tell you a little bit about it? Why not? Why not? All right. So, um, you've got this, uh, it's, it's set around the 80s, isn't it? And yeah. um opens up and you see this um, hitman that's uh, basically, he gets arrested, he's in custody and he strangles this uh, sheriff um, to death and takes his gun and, you know, takes a police car, then jacks another car and um, sort of, you know, he's on, he's on the run. And uh, he's played by um, Javier... Yeah, but Javier Bardem, Javier, yeah. Javier, Javier, Javier Bardem, Javier Bardem, yeah. yeah, who people probably know best from Bond, weren't they? Um, yeah, he was it? silver, wasn't he, in Bond in Skyfall? Yeah. Skyfall, that's it, yeah. And mm. uh, and he's and he's he, first of all, he's bloody wonderful in this. He's absolutely yeah. captivating. Um, anyway, so then, sort of parallel to that, you get this um, 
guy who's um, he's a hunter, isn't he? And he's mm. uh, he comes across this sort of it's the aftermath of a drug deal gone bad, and he finds this case with loads of money in it. So he he goes takes it back to his um, his caravan. He lives with his uh, lives with his girlfriend in the caravan, and he gets this guilt, doesn't he? So he decides to mm. oh that's it because there was one guy that was alive. So he decides yeah. to go back and sort of like you know tend to him and like give him some water or what have you, but. And you're sort of screaming at the TV, going, oh, "Don't go! Why are you going back? Why are you going back? You've just got a case full <laughs> yeah. of money. This is going to go wrong." Um, and then you know he gets sort of ambushed, and he goes on the run with this money, and an amazing cat and mouse um, ensues. And yeah. Javier Bardem's character ends up going on the run. Uh, sorry, gets no, he gets. Um, what's the word? He gets uh, commissioned. Does he? Did you say commissioned? Yeah, yeah, so so. So, sorry, I should have said the huntman, hunt, the the hunter from before, Josh Brolin, aka yeah. Thanos, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the one with all this money. You got Javier Bardem on the one after him, mixed up in there as well. You got Tommy Lee Jones, who's this awful, awesome like um, cop sheriff sort of thing, old time sheriff, yeah. Isn't he? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got like a cat and mouse between three of them trying to sort of, he's trying to get away. Have your bottom's going to get the money. But then sometimes at points it sort of switches who's running and who's chasing. Uh, yeah. And it's really, really cool. And, you know, occasionally their paths, paths cross and you get sort of big gunfights that spill out into the street and they're really, really cool. Um, and yeah, and it's just, it's cool as hell. I mean, <laughs> For for me, I know the I know the Coen Brothers best for their sort of like black comedies. And whilst this mm. isn't a black comedy, there's something that's still black comedy about it in a weird yeah. way. Like, like Javier Bardem's performance is disturbingly funny in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, there's there's a bit like there's one bit that sticks in my mind where he he'd killed someone in cold blood. And he looks down at his shoes, and the blood's sort of pooling towards his feet. Yeah, and and he like, and it's the way he sort of casually moves his feet out of the way, like without you know what I mean. But like, nothing yeah. phases him, and there's something like, I don't know, there's something ace about that. Um, this and you know, uh, obviously it reminded me quite a bit of um, what? Came, hang on, what came first? Um, they probably came about about the same time, Dark Knight and this, because he's like uh, does the Harvey Dent thing, doesn't he, of uh, flipping a coin. Yeah, what's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? That <laughs> yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call it. Um, he just flips the coins. <laughs> call it, and he's like, "Call what? Call it." <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a bit of that going on. I mean, for me, Bardem obviously makes it. He's just sensational. Did he? Did, did he win Best Sporting Actor? Yeah, he won. Yeah, won the Oscar for it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, so well deserved as well. Um, and I'm quite surprised it's taken me this long to get to get to this film. It's another one of them mm. where you know heard about it a lot and he's just really, really got back to it, but got around to it. He's going to be in June, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, he's in June. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to think what what else I know him from, but other than Bond, uh, not a great deal, I don't think. Um, he's in a Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, but oh, you know, one, one of the later ones. He's in. Yeah. He's in quite a few. He's in. He's in. Vicky, <laughs> actually, again, flawed film because of its director. But he's in a Woody, Woody Allen film called Vicky Christine. Vicky Christina Barcelona, and he's it's okay. um, it's he it's, it's this summer trip. It's uh, Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall. And these like Americans, they go to Barcelona for the for like a summer, and yeah. he's this like very like uh, 
exotic slash erotic uh, artist and his muse is, is uh, Penelope Cruz, who's actually his wife in real life. And it's just yeah, this yeah, like, yeah. you know, everybody's passion, everyone's falling in love and it, it's actually really good. It's quite charming. Um, oh, he's very good, very, very good in that. So yeah, I'd love yeah. No Country for Old Men. As I said last week, I've read the book and the book, it, it's so similar to the book. It's one, you know, one of the closest yeah, yeah. sort of uh, adaptations I've seen. If not, it's for me maybe a little bit better than the book. Um, right, I just okay. love that kind of theme running throughout it, and it's it's that kind of like the whole point of it is no country for old men. It's Tommy Lee Jones is this elderly sheriff, and he's he's about to retire, and it's just basically yeah. about like the world is getting worse. Do you know what I mean? Every generation, yeah, the yeah. world gets worse, and he, he gives this like speech at the end about like the worst thing he's ever seen uh, yeah. on a case. Um, but actually, the whole this whole kind of uh, the past like weeks events is just the worst thing ever. So, but then you you know like moving forward in sort of thirty years, the next sheriff it, things will get ten times worse with like gang crime and things like that. And that's kind okay. of the theme throughout. And it's really really nice how, how Tommy Lee Tommy Lee Jones just looks absolutely knackered in the film yeah. as well yeah, as he does in like yeah, most yeah. films now. But it, yeah. you, you just see almost like the terror on his face and how he's like completely. Um, you know, in over his head now. And I think that's just a nice little theme moving forward. Uh, yeah, as I say, uh, Javier Bardem is wonderful. Josh Brolin's dead good. It's what it's it's one of those things with the Coen brothers. It's very, very odd because there's quite an abrupt ending to the film. And there's a, I, I remember yeah. watching it and there's a certain scene and you're like, oh, right, okay. Uh, I guess yeah. we're done. And it doesn't <laughs> quite finish. There's a little bit more. I didn't even explain what just happened, no. but okay, we're done. Great. That, All right. Well, like, you kind Wonderful. of fast forward it to it, didn't it? Yeah. And um, and I like how the narrative. So you got kind of three. You got three main characters uh, being uh, Javier Bardem, um, Josh Brolin, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. And they've they've also almost got three separate running sort of narratives, and that you yeah. learn a bit about their own sort of lives, really. But the one that's that you learn least about throughout the film is Tommy Lee Jones, and that kind of comes to the forefront towards the end, mm. and it turns it ends up sort of like reflecting on being his story, really. Yeah, in, yeah, in quite to quite a large degree, um, yeah. and I really like that. No, I thought it's really well written, beautifully shot, um, wonderful performances from everyone involved. It's really, really yeah, it's it's Cormac McCarthy, isn't it? He, he wrote it, he wrote the book, so he did like the road. He, he wrote the road as well, which is a really really bleak film. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's I mean, really, really cool. What's I, I, I'm I'm really interested in the Coen Brothers. Is I find them really fascinating um, filmmakers, and well, they've done I suppose they've done a bit of TV as well. Um, but like the, the black comedy stuff, I, I think my entry into the Coen Brothers, funnily enough, was probably Burn After Reading because oh, wow. it was only okay. after, after that that I went back and did like Fargo. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know. Um, doing this and Big Lebowski and stuff like that, yeah. but um, I th- you know they've got such a distinct style about them. Um, yeah. And are they do- they're doing a, a Macbeth uh, like oh, remake that's coming out? Wow. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a feature film, and I think I mean I don't know my Shakespeare that well, but I'd be I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that because that could be yeah. like yeah. That's really I've got quite a quite a special place in my heart for Macbeth. And that's it's, it's really it's so romantic. That's we yeah. we, we did a, a play in school of Macbeth, and that's where I met Max. <laughs> right. So it's oh, right. uh, okay. it's quite a, oh, it's quite a, like a nice little thing for wow. us. But uh, they yeah they definitely would have their own kind of vo- add their own 
particular voice to it, uh, to be yeah. fair. Um, yeah. yeah, well, there's other recommendations for the Coens that maybe we'll talk about a little bit later on for, uh, you know, our new sort of homework, I suppose. Yeah. Would you say, Gregory, this film is Spies in Disguise or Snake Eyes, which is this oh. really, like, shitty uh, 90s Nicolas Cage film? I mean, it's well better than Skies in Disguise, but uh, Spies in Disguise, but I'll go for that. Why not? Excellent. Where can we see this film, Greg? Oh, now you've got me. Oh, it's on everywhere, <laughs> isn't it? That was it. It's Netflix. Yeah, it's it is. It's Prime. It's bloody everywhere. Wonderful. I'm just going to let Pablo in. <laughs> This is the news. Oh, we did that okay. Yeah, we did. 50. Who cares? Yeah. So here we go. A few bits of news this week. First one, um, you'll love this bit of news. Henry Cavill announced this week that Enola Holmes 2 is happening. Yay. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. But, you know, cool, I'm happy with that, yeah. whatever. Um, okay, off the back of last week's news about Dave Batista and Edward Norton joining Knives Out 2, we've also got, added to the cast, Janelle Monet, who we like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Catherine Hahn, um, who I really like. She played Agatha Harkness in uh, WandaVision. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and re- announced today, Leslie Alden Jr. has joined okay. the cast as well. So we like him as well, don't we? From obviously yeah. from Hamilton, shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Shouldn't have said the H word. <laughs> yeah. um, um, oh man, yeah. um, it feels a bit like this Knives Out cast being released. It's like a slowly leaking big festival lineup. Yeah, Big big names and yeah. Are they, are they saying at the end of these, like, more 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 cast members still to be announced? Well, sort of. there's a rumour, there's a rumour. Ryan Johnson started following Florence Pugh on Instagram and everyone's oh, like, cool. well, when he's casting somebody, he always follows them on Instagram. So there's a, there's a, a rumour that she's going to be in it. Um, I really, really hope what they do with Knives Out 2, and it's what they do, what they do with, like, Poirot and, you know, the other Agatha Christie stuff is, like, they never really reference the other cases so, like, yeah. Benoit Blanc will turn up and, you know, hopefully, as, as you said, he's doing a different accent. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But, it like, you know, even if it's a prequel or a sequel, it doesn't matter. They just, yeah. he won't even acknowledge, you know, it's not a, it's not really a sequel to it's Knives just, Out. It's, it's just, just it's just case. another case, which yeah. I just love. You know, like, Colo- like a good Colombo and stuff oh, like that. So I'm I think well could, excited. And I'd quite like it not to be called Knives Out 2 or Knives yeah. Out something. It, I think it needs a completely different name as well. yeah. Yeah, it does. well, the whole point of Knives Out wasn't it something to do with the chair, wasn't it? Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chair yeah. Sort of and yeah. obviously, you know, that the, that kind uh, of metaphor, yeah, the double but, double meaning. Uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, well, it's like it's like uh, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, things like that. So I think you know, it, they they don't have you know, it's not Murder on the Orient Express two. So no. you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if they do that. And I think they will. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be really good. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to give that another watch soon. I watched it not so long ago. Um, I can't remember who with, but there we go. Um, I've just taken something out because it's. I've, I'm hearing contrasting reports. So I'm hearing contrasting reports that Dune is, Dune is not going directly to HBO Max now. It's got. It's getting a cinema release and then 
45 days later is going on HBO Max, but I'm hearing, but then I've heard, actually, no, that's not true. So watch right. that, Watch this maybe space. It depends where you are. <laughs> maybe it'll be different in the States to every year. Yeah, maybe, because I suppose we haven't really got it, have we? Um, mm. But anyway. Yeah. And then the final bit of news, which kind of caught me off guard, but I'm pretty happy about it. I'm not sure if you if you have ever seen these, but uh, they've announced they're making Attack the Block 2. Um, oh, and Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish and John Baker are both attached to, you know, oh. reprise the role and obviously direct. So I quite liked yeah. to tap the block. I, it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen, but it was a nice kind of refreshing sci-fi, you know, yeah. take, you know, fresh take on the sci-fi, old sci-fi trope. So, um, I, yeah, I, think it's, I, I quite like that. Yeah, well, I was always like, I was always a bit of like an Adam and Joe fan as well. Yeah. You know, like the Adam and Joe show and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, Cool, but that's yeah, that's nice. That that's happening. That's cool. Excellent, um, excellent. Is that the end of the news? That, that well, the... there's one more bit of news, and it's it is um, a little callback. Let's see if you get this reference. They raised it from birth and treated it as one of their own. But now it's fully grown and has its own agenda. This is one pet that can't be controlled. Coming 2021. Tamagotchi. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love it. I was, I was wondering, like, I'm sure that's from Stranger Things. What's going on here? Um, cool. So, yeah, like new, new trailer for Tamagotchi, the, mu- the, the, the musical, the movie. Is that what we came yeah. up with? That was what we came yeah. up with. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that's actually the recording. I took the, I went back, to found the episode, <laughs> took the recording, and then I've, like, made it, you know, where... Uh, Put some effects uh, on it and then cut a tra- so I oh, said, you made it. I made it. Oh, <laughs> shit, you made it. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's mint. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So we said, I said in the episode it was like in October or something. So this yeah. this was the episode when we were at, we asked people to send us their uh, horror takes on board games. So was that uh, your voice? What, that was my voice. And that's from the episode. I literally went back and got the audio from the episode and cut oh, it out man. and made it. So, yeah, so I said what I was going to do eventually was get old footage footage from 80s horror films and things like that and cut yeah. a trailer for one of these horror films. So that was the trailer for Ta- uh, Tamagotchi. That was the really mu- well the done. movie. Why did it say music? Like, yeah. yeah. We'll put that out on, on uh, I'll put it on Instagram. That. Yeah, man. Oh, that's ace. that's the news. That. There we go. We're going to do a review of a new film that's number one on Netflix in the UK at the moment, but we, I think we've decided because of the nature of the film, we want to speak freely about it, don't we? We're going to speak openly mm, about we it. Do. So it's we going definitely to be, do. It's going to be spoiler tastic. So keep listening if you don't care what happens in The Woman in the Window, uh, yeah. which, uh, or if you've seen it already. If you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, then skip to this part 43 minutes and 10 seconds. Dave, on that bit. <laughs> 
insert the time of when we finished talking about this (laughs) when you've edited it. Yeah. Got you. Right, Dave, so, tell us a little bit about the woman in the window. Yeah, so this <laughs> is a Sorry, new the film. <laughs> the film about the woman in the window. Oh my god, she's there. Um, uh, yeah, so this is the new Joe Wright film. So Joe Wright famously directed Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, yeah. uh, Anna Karen, you know, whatever it's called. Um so he's got a good track yeah. record uh, of you know good sort of thrillers, uh, romance, yeah. all this sort of stuff. He's so the woman Peter, in the window stars. He's, yeah, oh, he's he doing Peter, the Pan new one. Peter Pan. Is it? Oh no, he did Pan, which was the he one with um, Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? As uh, and Do- as Darkest Hulk. Hour was no, the last thing I've seen, seen that he did. Uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, hence um, why Oldman's in this as well. Yeah. Oh, so um, the woman in the window stars uh, Amy Adams as Doctor Anna Fox, I think, and she's like a child psychologist. Um, we find out quite early on uh, she is a agro- she's agoraphobic, isn't she? She, she doesn't want to. She, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't like leaving the house. Um, her husband and her daughter apparently are no longer living with her. They're no longer around, uh, and this yep. has had some sort of effect on her, uh, which she sort of uh, copes with with them leaving her and copes with the agoraphobia by drinking a lot, popping a lot of pills. Essentially, um, yep. she has a very um, addictive personality she loves uh film old films she obviously loves yep. drinking um but she quite quickly becomes obsessed with a new family living across the road from uh from her in new york um very very rear window of them she witnesses or well believes she witnesses a murder of uh the mother of the family and then chaos ensues yeah, yeah. happy with that yeah, and it, well, she's kind of got this obsession with looking, with watching all of her neighbours in in the windows, yeah. and yeah. conveniently in this part of Manhattan, for some reason, nobody mm-hmm. has curtains or blinds. Or nobody has blinds. No, them. no. <laughs> <laughs> we see everything going on in the house. What a convenient plot device. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's this sort of weird. No, she's got this. She's got this uh, tenant, hasn't she? Um, yeah, who, Wyatt Russell. Played, by Wyatt Russell, Russell um, yeah. Goldie Horn and uh, Kurt Russell's son. Um, yeah, Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> the new Captain yeah, America. New Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's going to be in... What's the film he's going to be in? Soon. Can't remember. Um, yes, anyway. Oh, yeah, well, no, there's a link, isn't there? Because Fal- I've not seen it in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, obviously, but you've got him in it. Um, you've also got... Oh, yeah, got, Mackie um, as well. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because you see all this sort of play out, but it's all this sort of disorientating sort of trippiness, and you're never quite sure. You know, she's taking a lot of medication. You're never quite mm. sure whether what you're seeing is what's sort of like distorted by her yeah. in her head, or whether she's making stuff up. And sometimes you start doubting everything that's everything that's going on. You're thinking, oh yeah, yeah she's making making all of this up, and it's got mm. that thing that reminded me a lot. And this is not a compliment of, and I text you in time to say, uh, but I'm thinking of ending things because it's yeah, that yeah. sort of like badly edited, messy. So I know it's like the style that they're going for, but yeah. aim to sort of disorientate the viewer. And uh, make, it's make it's going it's going for this Hitchcockian sort of uh, feeling, isn't it? And it, it's obviously it's yeah. very strongly influenced by Alfred Hitchcock, you know. The whole film essentially rips off Rear Window, um, as right. as it, you know, yeah. quite obviously. Um, 
But and it's it's that phrase that we always use. It's heavy handed. It's clumsy. It's forced. It's very kind of like lumbering. It's like, look at us. We're trying to be cool. We're trying to be a psychological thriller. It's like, yeah, and we know. We know what you're trying yeah. to do. You're not doing yeah. it so well. And it's like, it tries to cover its twists and turns really well. And, you know, uh, yeah. like, okay, so we're, we're fully into spoilers now. As soon as we hear she's speaking to her, her husband, Anthony Mackie, on the phone, as soon as we hear his voice, I'm like, He's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Straight away at the beginning, I was yeah. like, "He's dead." That's why yeah. we're not. That's why he's not there. She's crazy. Mm. He's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saw that coming, literally. And but yeah. it, it, I think the whole thing just stinks of, you know, this is a really clever film, but it's not. It's not clever <laughs> at all. No, it's no, so. No. It's, it's so forced. I'd say, I'd say clumsy. And it's it, self-congratulating, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah, it's very. It's pleased with itself, and it's gotten. Mm. It's not got good reason to be pleased with itself. Uh, really, I think some sort. I think you know. Let's talk a little bit about Gary Oldman, though. I thought you know. Yeah. I, I mean, Gary Oldman would be great in anything he does. Um, I really enjoyed his performance. He's just gone full on, sort of like having it up but he uh, yeah. <laughs> but actually he's doing for me something that I've not seen him do since um Leon uh, yeah and it's that sort of like really sort of nasty character uh, it's the swagger sort of he walks it's into right this is so Gary Oldman does baddie really well when he walks really fast into rooms. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah, daft, yeah. but if you watch him in this film, he sort of storms into a room really quickly. It's like, whoa, Quite calm down. Like, you, don't need to, yeah. you don't need to walk that fast, mate. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but he does it yeah. in Leon and he does it in all these films. That's when you know Gary Oldman's a baddie when he walks yeah. really quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's absolutely. so daft. Um, yeah. the, so I was doing a little bit of reading about this film and uh, it, they did loads of test screenings and it tested so badly because it's, 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 it's a Fox, it's a Fox pro Yeah. Well, it's Fox property. Um, yeah. When Disney bought Fox, Disney did test screenings and they did so badly. Disney were like, nah, we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, you can have it. So, yeah. so that's why at the beginning it's, it's, it's not 20th century Fox. Now it's 20th century studios, isn't it? That's, that was the rebrand for all the 20th century Fox properties, but it's yeah. like, there's no Disney involved in the slightest in it. Cause it's like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I, I made, I made some notes as I was, as I was watching it. First of all, I just put, why is everyone so angry? Everyone yeah. just hates each other and is so very pissed off. It's ridiculous. So overly dramatic. It does these, like, again, Hitchcocky and like dramatic zooms all the time. And it's like, I thought yeah. we kind of passed that now, you know, yeah. with these with these thrillers and psychological thrillers. Uh, you know, it's got the influences rear window. There's a bit of panic room in there as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. But I just got the feeling that. Everybody have all thought it was going to be this really deep, smart film, but it wasn't. As I said, it's clumsy, it's forced, it's lumbering. Um, uh, and I actually thought at the beginning, oh, it must all be a dream. That's why everyone is acting like a caricature. And then I put, yeah. oh, wait, no, it's real. It's just bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's, um, everyone's sort of overacting it, aren't they? And yeah, and the... It you know it it does this sort of, as I say it's do, it's doing this kind of Hitchcockian weird abstracty kind of thing, and then there's a fight on the roof at the end, and yeah. it is one of the worst choreographed, worst directed fight scenes I have ever seen. It is just so, oh, just it's it's like. Yeah. It's well, it's like all CGI. It's all CGI. Well, they use a lot of CGI in it, don't they? It's, it's really bizarre. Weird, man. And and whilst Strange we're on, film. whilst we're on him, so he's the son 
isn't he? And he and he comes and he comes in at the and, start, and, and he's all. He came and, at the start and went. He's the buddy. Oh, of course. It's like it stunk of. It was more obvious than Officer Dewey of Scary Movie. <laughs> Doofy. <laughs> Doofy. Yeah. Oh, gee. It it was it was uh, it was that bad in terms of a character change, like that. You know, you saw him. He's like yeah. Tim Nice, but dim. That's yeah, not daft. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I can see it from a mile off. And then when the he turns, the, is, it's so <laughs> unconvincing as well. He's so unconvincing. The, the director goes, right, okay, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to play two sides of this character, and, you, you know, you're yeah. the sort of uh, your normal side, you're going to be a little bit twitchy, a little bit awkward. And, you know, the big thing we're going to do to to reveal and show this dark side to you, you know what we're going to do? You ready? You're going to put your hood up. Yeah. <laughs> Genius, genius! Come on, yeah, come on! And I don't, still don't get it. It's like, right, okay, so you'd killed someone, and then you're covering it all up, and then you killed someone else. You killed your own mother, but then yeah. your father is helping you cover it all up with the that help of your stepmother. Sense, did it? Yeah, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, and then also. Oh, you've been in her house hiding for days, and that's yeah, how exactly. you I've been here for a house. week. It's yeah. like, why? I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, and your dad's ha- just covered that. <laughs> your dad's covered that murder up. So, why are you yeah. not just staying at home? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, and that was also we could conveniently know when she's found the photo of mm. his mom in the. Oh, it was Whatever. messy. It was so, yes, so messy. Very, very oh, messy. the other thing, the, the, these again, I mean, I probably overuse the term heavy-handed, but that heavy-handed yeah. device of early on in the film, that big obvious thing about looking at the roof and oh, we need to get that roof fixed, sort of thing. <laughs> oh, that oh, roof doesn't where are, look very where are you stable. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we got we're going up to that unstable roof, are we? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Come on, unbelievable! You know the thing I found the most interesting about the entire film. The character who plays her therapist, you know, like the yeah. kind of uh, uh, he actually wrote it. Uh, he plays um, Ford, you know, in, in Ford versus Ferrari or Le Mans okay. sixty six. Um, yeah. And all I could think the entire film was how much Christian Bale looks like him. Oh my god, uh, Dick Cheney! Dick Cheney. I was actually thinking, why on earth did Christian Bell go to all that effort of putting yeah. all those prosthetics on when they could have just got him? He looked exactly like him. And he sounds like him as well. Yeah, oh, 100%. What a Amazing. stupid film. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, okay, I great. said to you, didn't I? I said to you, and we struggled to find um, oh, yeah. Yeah. a new release this week. And I, and I said, you've got a question why something would get released on video on demand yeah. the week before cinemas open. And uh, you know, I, you might some might think it's strange. Like the week cinemas are open, why not speak about something that's new released in the cinema? We've not had a chance to get to the cinema together yet and uh, to go and go and see something new. But uh, but we all also that's what we're doing Saturday. So we're going to our first yes. new release of the cinema on Saturday. So we'll be talking about that next week. Mm. Um, so yeah, would you say, Greg, this film is Captain America: Civil War or Wonder Woman 1984? <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984, please. Uh, and it was a lot worse than that as well. So. Yes, it really was. Um, it made Wonder Woman 1984 look like Wonder Woman. Okay, Greg. <laughs> um, where can we see this film, Greg? Uh, you can avoid it on Netflix. It's uh, It'll come up on your home screen now because it's number one in the UK. They're yeah. really trying hard to push it, and uh, God bless them. If you've just joined us from, from before <laughs> the review for Woman in the Window... Um, 
Don't watch it. I mean, it. don't bother. Just, just don't, don't, just go back and listen to the full thing, full review of ours, so you, so you don't have to see it. Um, really. Yeah. What are we talking about now? So, Greg, um, what I thought we'd do, as it's our fiftieth episode today, let's be a little bit nostalgic. Let's look Ooh, back okay. a little bit. Instead of looking forward, let's look back. Instead of looking forward, you know. Instead of looking forward, we're going to look back, you know. You know. So, my name's this is. Making a cup of tea with Paul McCartney. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so looking back to July 2020, which was our uh, episode six, what we did was we we looked at all the kind of upcoming releases from like August. Um, you know, we had a little bit of chat about these these films that were supposed to be coming out, um, or you know, looking at the the dates that were they were moved to. So, what I thought it'd be quite nice to do is look back at these, have a look at some of the comments we we made about them, and actually say, well, whether we've seen it, yeah, whether it's actually come out yet, and if it's not, when when is it actually due to come out, and you know, just have a little cool. chat about it. Okay, so, yeah. the first film, the first film we mentioned, we spoke about back in July, was Tenet, which was due for release in August 2020. And wow. believe it or not, it actually was released in August 2020. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's strange, isn't it? Because I watched it, I can't remember, three or four times at the time. Mm. I went to see it sooner again and again. It really does have that rewatchability. But And I'm not saying it's a bad film, but it's not stood the test of time in my head mm. since, I'd say. Um, yeah. I'll, probably watch, I'll watch it again and I look forward to, at some point, sitting down. Uh, and and giving it giving another good go because I'm not it's a good film, but yeah. I think it's just that Nolan benchmark is so high now. Yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah, did yeah previously. Yeah. I I watched it in the cinema um, on the day of release, and then yeah. I didn't watch it again until probably. So it came out in August. We probably watched it in February, and I sat down yeah. and, and me and Max watched it, and Max really enjoyed it. I I liked it, but I wasn't that sort of that looking forward to it as much as I thought I would be. And sure. uh, yeah, it was a bit of a slog to be honest. But as I, you know, like I, I agree with you, it's a very good film, but it's just not there with his with his best ones, which we've said. Um, yeah. Okay. Next film we spoke about was Mulan. Um, so this was uh-huh. due for release in July um, yeah. 2020 uh, or in the cinema. Didn't happen. Yes. Didn't happen. So this actually came out in September on Disney Plus on that kind of premium service and then was yeah. released in uh, in December um, for free on and, Disney Plus, which is when I'm we watched back. it. <laughs> so, this is, so this is episode... Three? Six. six. Oh, it's episode six. It was episode six. I remember yeah. listening back to this not so long ago, and because uh, you were well looking forward to it, you were like, "I was yeah, like, yeah, well, I had well to coin. I'm pretty excited." Yeah, <laughs> it was rubbish. Uh, it, it was, was rubbish. I'm just, just bored, man. I think it misjudged the audience. Uh, mm. Like, I think I don't. I don't know who it thinks its audience was. It certainly yeah. wasn't me. I can't imagine it was young kids. So, no. Yeah, it was. A, it was a proper mix. Um, so after that, the next film we spoke about was a film called Antebellum. Um, 
star and Janelle Monet. Uh, this was oh, due yeah. for August. Yeah, this was due for August uh, release, but got pushed back and actually came out this year, uh, April 2021, but on Sky Cinema. We oh. both said, oh, it looks very cool. And the reviews were dreadful. <laughs> so we've oh, not my. seen it and we completely missed this film. But uh, it it looks really interesting. But um, yeah, everybody really panned it. So it's, maybe we it, won't get around to that one. It's <laughs> funny, isn't it? You can tell by what you know the way they they decide obviously whether a film is worth tanking money into marketing it or not and yeah we've obviously not heard much about that release yeah and it's definitely. because they will have you know the investors kind of go yeah don't waste any more money on it let's just like just get it, it out, get just right. get it yeah. out. Yeah. definitely well that leads us quite nicely onto the new mutant so this was supposed to come out in 2018 uh, test screenings were horrible there was countless reshoots um and it was due for release 26th of August, and I, I'm quoted by saying, this film is never going to come out. Um, well, it actually came out on the 26th of August, but um, just died on its ass. I think the, the, review, the reviews weren't quite as bad as we thought they were going to be, but they, nobody said it was good. Let's put it that um, way. So, didn't see it. I'm probably not going to watch did it, it. Did it break um, even? Let's, have, let's, let's, look on, let's look on these films and see. Unsure. Because that was the theatrical release. So but it's funny. It's funny because it's uh, we said that, like we were saying about this, it was it was made in two thousand. It was filmed in two thousand sixteen, and the cast is very two thousand sixteen. So it's Maisie Williams. It's the guy from um, Stranger Things and Anna Taylor Joy. So yeah. Anna Taylor Joy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Taylor Taylor Joy off her Queen. Anya, 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 yeah. Anya, oh yeah, Anya Taylor Joy off um, Queen. Yeah, Queen's Gambit, Gambit Anya, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Charlie Heaton. That's what you say. Um, it yeah. no, according to this, uh, it made somewhere between sixty-seven and eighty million. Oh no, sorry, its budget was somewhere between sixty-seven and eighty million dollars, and its box office takings was forty-six point nine million dollars. So uh, another <laughs> uh, one of another one of them that uh, went to Twentieth Century Studios. Uh, so yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of and it will be. It should technically be on Disney Plus, but we'll see. Okay, so. After New Mutants, we had A Quiet Place 2. So this was uh, this was oh. due for release on March 20. Um, but this was probably the first big film that was pushed for um, for because of COVID. Then, yeah. um, where are we, sorry? Uh, then it was supposed to be September. And obviously now it is due for release at the end of this month. So 28th of May. Um, and I am really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm well excited. Yeah. So my, my cinema is doing a double... Double feature yeah. on the Sunday Sunday night, which is actually, I think it's the night. Oh, anyway, it's uh, but they're doing yeah. This, I think it's the night before it comes out. Are they coming out where are they on no, because it's. I think it's coming out on Friday. Twenty ninth is a Saturday, so it'll be oh, Friday. It's coming out next Friday. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll um, Friday. Yeah, so it's doing a double feature on the Sunday night, and uh, I'm tr- d- deliberating whether to go and do both of them mm. on the same night or not. But nice. either way. Either way, I'm quite excited for it because uh, I didn't do quite place. I was quite late to the party and quite place didn't do it oh. last year. And um, yeah, oh wow! I, w- I watched Quiet Place in the cinema. Came home really late. It was like twelve o'clock. I was so giddy. I woke Max up and told yeah. him the entire plot of the film oh, and <laughs> like talked oh, her through yeah. it. It took about half an hour. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so. After Quiet Place 2, we've got The Beatles Get Back. Uh, this was the Peter Jackson documentary, due for release 24th of September 2020, and it's been pushed to the 27th of August 2021. Um, 
it looked ace. He, he released like a five yeah. minute kind of featurette, um, which looked really, really nice. Uh, yeah. And the famous story is that, which we said in the podcast back then, he ran into Paul McCartney at some sort of event, and Paul McCartney was like, Oh, how's the documentary coming together? Because I just remember it being miserable that time. Those sessions just yeah. we all hated each other. And uh, Peter Jackson's like, No, no, everyone's so happy. It's really, really oh. nice and refreshing. So, and you can cool. see that in the in the five-minute sort of featurette that released, John's just having a ball, which is yeah. really nice to see because he's a grumpy <laughs> Yeah. In the, in the nicest possible way. Like, yeah. God, <laughs> blasphemy, blasphemy. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so the next one is uh, Wonder Woman 1984, as we previously mentioned. Uh, due for release October 20, actually released on... Uh, it was Christmas, wasn't it? Uh, 2020. Yeah. It was all right. Um, Even though it was the negative end of our thing earlier, it was, uh, I, th- I, th- I thought it was fine. Like, I yeah. liked Pedro Pascal in it because he's the man. Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's a dude, isn't he? But uh, it was quite daft. I, I I liked our sort of running commentary when we were both watching it at the same time, yeah. sending uh, each other voice notes like, oh, okay, the plane's invisible. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, she can fly now. All right, okay, great. She yeah. can't fly in the future films. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. there we go. Okay, after that, oh, here we go. So... I'm sorry, Uncle Ken, but Death on the Nile. This is due was due for release on October 20. It's due for release now. Okay, so it's it was really it's meant to come out October 2020. It's now due for release the 11th of February 2022. Okay, what? This cast is. F- they need to burn this film to the ground. Okay, <laughs> listen to this cast. You got Gal Gadot, who is very pro is pro Israel at the moment, yeah. getting in the in the in the press. You've got Letitia Wright, who is an anti vaxxer and then you've got Army Hammer, who's a cannibal. So it's... <laughs> Burn the wow. film to the ground. Wow. Burn the film to the ground. What's oh, un- about the Army Hammer thing? What's that about? And... So, loads of his, so his, like, his ex-wife and like maybe a few other ex-girlfriends have come out and said like you know he's re- he was really abusive to them in the past and you know all this yeah, kind of all the, you know that. all the Me Too yeah. stuff right and it's not very nice but loads of people have come forward with like screenshots of of him sliding into girls dms basically saying i would love to eat you <laughs> but like I, i'd really oh. love to like eat your flesh and it's just really weird <laughs> he's a proper proper oh. intense dude so yeah apparently army high army hammer cannibal let's wow. move on um after that we've got the french dispatch which was the um wes anderson uh, film uh, it looks great it was due for release october 20 and apparently it's coming out july 21 i'm not too convinced it's going to come out in july um i think they might sort of push it back so it's, it's not kind of clashing with kind of blockbusters and things like that yeah, yeah. um but it looks great uh, then we got Black Widow. Obviously, November twenty was the original release date. Now it's July twenty one. It's still up in the air. I'm hearing mixed things about whether it's going to be a, a dual release Disney Plus or if it's going to be cinema forty five days then Disney Plus or the premium Disney Plus thing. So you know, we'll, well see. You, I just want to. I just want to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit fed up with all the trailers now. I just want to see the film. So. It's funny because you know t- traditionally big releases are big releases <clears throat> avoid cinema cinemas at the height of summer because you yeah. get a good week you get a good week of weather on the release week mm. you're screwed because there's no one going well, that's, to uh, that's what uh, Kermode always says the, the Danny Boyle film Sunshine yeah. um, the, the sci-fi about reigniting the sun he absolutely loves it he says one of the best sci-fis ever made it is a great film 
but uh, it died because it was released on the hottest day of the year. <laughs> so nobody yeah. wants to go watch a film about reigniting yeah. the sun. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, there we go. Um, okay, then we had Soul, November 20th, uh, came out on Christmas Day. We said, it looks wonderful. It was fine. It was, <laughs> it, you know, it, it was all right. I really it? liked it. I really liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, then the big one, No Time to Die. Uh, the original release date uh, was November. Oh, no, so the original release date was the 3rd of April 2020. Um, it got pushed to uh, November 25th, and then now it is pushed to 30th of September 2021. Um, and then it brought forward again. Daniel Craig. I think it got brought uh, a week or two after that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I think Daniel Craig just me so livid with this. He was like, I didn't want to do another film. They paid me like a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. They forced me to do it, essentially. I've done it. I thought I would be bloody done with this over a year ago. Now, you know, wash my hands, press, with, wash my hands with the whole <laughs> thing. I'm working on my new uh, Benoit Blanc accent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, yeah. But um, anyway, you know, we'll see it. I'm sure we will. There you go. Yeah, um, cool. Nearly there, nearly there. So we've got Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds one. It was oh, due for release early December. And this was the one where it was like, yeah. don't worry, guys. We're still going to be released. Everything yeah. else is going to be cancelled, but we'll still release. They didn't yeah. release. <laughs> uh, so it's actually due now 13th of August, which sounds cool. Then we've got June. Um was supposed to come out 18th of December. We were so excited for it, but actually now it's due on the 1st of October, 21. Um, great. I think because that moved, the Batman got pushed back uh, even more. So I think I think the Batman were only due for 2022. it now. 2022. Um, yeah. But whatever, that's fine. Top Gun Maverick uh, was due in December. We're only getting it now 19th of November. Coming to America was due 20th of December, but we actually got it sadly on the 5th of March. <laughs> and then we had Tom and Jerry, uh, 20th of December, came out 21st of April. The two wow. that had no dates attached to them were Promising Young Woman. I was like, yep. I've seen this trailer for this, like this small little indie film. It's called Promising Young Woman. Uh, it looks really interesting. Um, it was due 20th of April, but there was no other date uh, attached to it. Uh, but it came out obviously a year later. Uh, I don't, didn't hear much about that <laughs> film. <laughs> and then the other one um, was The Witches, which was due November 21. Uh, sorry, November 21st. And we got it not so, yeah, we got it around that time. Uh, we're quoted by saying, Anne Hathaway looks brilliant in it. No, oh, no, no, how, no, how no. We she wasn't. <laughs> she how wasn't. So were. out of all those, we saw Tenet Mulan, Wonder Woman, Soul, Coming to America, Tom and Jerry, Promising New Woman, Witches. So we saw a few of them, but there's still a lot. You know, the biggest one, um, the biggest push is is that um, Death on the Nile, you know, a year and a half push. I think they're just like, we need to get... Get this cast away from COVID. <laughs> and and yeah. get this cast away from COVID. Uh, you, you know, war-strucken regions and flesh. <laughs> yeah. Big, massive distance between themselves and all of that. Cool. Get get Army Hammer one of those uh, Hannibal masks as well. You should wear if you wore one of those on the red carpet, that'd be the yeah. biggest like troll. It'd be so funny. But there you go. So yeah. 
you know, yeah. still still some films we need to see. Uh, whether we will get those films is another question, but oh, there we go. Uh, cool. Thanks very Good. much, David. Thank you. You're very that welcome. Was that was a lovely little feature. PG tips. So this week's so solid, you as it's the fiftieth episode. I thought Gregory, we're going to do it. We're going to finally yep. talk about it, and this is Disney Pixar's Inside Out. And I, I mean, I'm still questioning whether we've have we really not done this yet. For I don't so think so. This is why I started cataloging the other day, but I didn't get far yeah. enough to figure out whether whether we'd uh, <laughs> done Inside Out or not. But anyway. It's probably worthy of another so solid you if we haven't done it before. And if I'm you haven't sure we've not. Out, we mentioned it loads of times. Like when it's been on t- on TV, we've made it sort of TV film of the week and stuff like that. But maybe we've not talk- spoken about it yeah. in depth. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just amazing. Like I always spoke about uh, Pixar films having these sort of these ideas of a, a new world with new mechanics, and this absolutely does this. So it's the mm. it's in the mind of a girl called Riley. And you've got these characters mm. who are the emotions. You've got joy, sadness, fear, disgust, anger. Uh, I think there might be some others as well. And her experiences become sadness. these memories. Sad, sadness. Sad, joy, sadness. sadness. You joy, might say sadness. sadness, sadness fear, yeah. disgust, anger. And her experience are these like orbs, these like balls that are sto- store each memory uh, and the sense of like this, the long-term memory. Play. So it's this very functioning sort of world where there's they're in the head and there's other places in the head and things, you know, it's a very mechanical, hands-on place where these characters live, and it's a bit like we said, didn't we? It's like the numbskulls, isn't it? But like, yeah, that, yeah. So it's sort of the next level for the for the Beano fans amongst you. And mm-hmm. yeah, so her five most important. She has these core memories uh, that make up her personality, don't they? And they mm. take up uh, like they're, they're these big islands. And Joy is the leader. Um, and so she's like the prevailing sort of uh, emotion there, and she has to limit the influence of sadness, doesn't she? And it's, <laughs> but it's all, but it's all the journey of a teenager, being a teenager and going through the emotions of a teenager, and you know, the moving house, aren't they? In, like in, yeah, in the they real move world. to San Francisco, so don't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's the effect this is having on her, and you know, the things she's leaving behind, and. Um, that, and you know, sadness is coming through, and they're working really tirelessly to try and make things right in her head and help her to sort of settle in and everything like that. Yeah. But the the ideas they use along the way are just phenomenal. The, and mm. it's such a clever film. And I'll I'll sum this film the, the impact that this film has had on sort of young people, um, and how powerful this film is. Right, my kids yeah. in school now. They go in at the start of the day, and kids like you know can't can't always, especially when they're sort of five and six, find it very difficult to talk about how they're feeling. And my yeah. kids' school was amazing, um, and we've got this idea where, now where they go in, and there's this like pegboard thing, and you've got those feelings off inside out: joy, sadness, yeah. fear, disgust, and anger. And they and they've got the name on a peg, and they have to peg their name onto the one that they're feeling. And they Aww. can change, and they can change it throughout the day. 
And yeah. so it's like their silent way of showing how they're feeling. Mm. So then, like, the staff at the school throughout the day can go up to them and just try and speak to them about the way they're feeling sort of thing. And and I love that they're using Inside Out as a device to do yeah. that. I think it's really, really mint. Um, it's I, I, think, I think when... Sorry, just to jump in. No, please do. All, all, all these, like, lovely little things like that. And, and it's, it sounds... You know, not not to get like super super serious, but I I really respect and like love the fact now kind of mental health is so so like mm. much more acknowledged acknowledged, yeah. and I think stuff like that in the kids' school and doing it at such a such a young age in twenty years society is going to be so much better <laughs> than yeah, it is yeah. now. There's going to be like superhumans, you know, super, yeah. super chill people because of all this wonderful, wonderful stuff in theory. Probably not because social media well, just melts people. But uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I, you know, I just think, it, I think these things are so nice and it's so, so healthy, uh, yeah. which, you know, we'll talk about in, in a second. Any, but yeah, carry on, carry on. No, no. Yeah. I, I just, I just think the way, the, the way they address it and it's, and it's, a teenage, a teenage girl, young, young girl, and it's and it's just demonstrating that all these all these things going on in their head, that you know they're real tangible thing, but there's a delicacy, delicacy, delicacy. Yeah, Del- there's a delicacy. A delicacy no. is something you eat. You eat. It's very delicate, delicate but it's all, yeah. but it's a, it's a, but it's all very delicate and uh, a delicateness. It's, no, that's not it's a word. delicateness. Uh, everything's everything's in a really fine balance but yeah you know the the writing on this i mean i know like disney and pixar have sort of huge writing uh, teams but the story is um it's pete doctor who directed it as well yeah uh, who obviously he's gone on to do soul he does he's he did monsters inc i think he did i think uh, you, up, you can t- you can well. t- i think uh, and you know what you can tell i think i think yeah. with those like especially the ones you've just said monsters inc up and then later, yeah. Soul, you can tell there's like a theme yeah. going through. There's the kind of mechanics of Monsters, Inc. There's yeah. the emotions of Up, which yeah. led to Inside Out, which kind of builds on those. And I think that's sure. then all kind of um, led to Soul, if that makes sense. And I wasn't the big, you know, Soul was fine. Yeah. But you can yeah. see the kind of like the roadmap to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I yeah. think it just... It's so powerful. It's so perfect, and it just and it doesn't patronize, and and it addresses these amazing things, and acknowledges acknowledges the feelings of young people, and how I don't know, it, and just how we how, how we have to be so careful in you know looking after not just young people, yeah. but looking after each other and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, and how. This this girl is is very much an introvert. and Doesn't speak openly about sort of what's going on in her head, but you can see it. You know, you see yeah. it all going on and all playing out. And it's just it just doesn't it does an amazing job of bringing this very important topic to sort of the forefront of you know not for not for just for young audience for adult audiences as well. I think it really does speak a great deal to adult audiences because yeah. as we no, know, 100%. most most <clears throat> adults aren't good at speaking about mental health. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm only just learning, and it's it's just brilliant. It's just it's just yeah. absolutely perfect. Go on. No, I I completely agree with you. I think it's 
it 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 sort of approaches mental health in like a, a really accessible and and I like like you always say that that kind of like a mechanical way, but sometimes it's nice to kind of look at things in that more like simple. I know it's not simple them yeah. doing this and then that that, but it's it's a more like logical way i don't know that rather than this metaphysical thing going on in our heads which is really cool um you know all all that lovely stuff said i think you know looking at it in more of a technical terms the film itself is is a beautiful it's so well made fantastically cast you know amy pooler as joy who else you're going to cast as joy you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Amy Poole is essentially playing, and I'm not. You, you didn't really watch Parks and Rec, did you? But she's she's playing yeah. Leslie Nope, who's like her character in Parks and Rec, and she's the most joyous person, lovely person in the world, and it's great. You've got Bill Hader in there as Fear, Lewis Black as Anger, Mindy Kaling as Discuss. You know, you got some Office alums in there. You got Phyllis yeah. Smith, Phyllis in the Office. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. sadness, and that's excellent. Oh, but for oh, me, the yeah. the biggest one is Richard uh, Richard Kind as Bing Bong. You know, the elephant. Uh, on the sled, oh, yeah, and that's one of the most yeah, touching yeah. things, touching, touching scenes. Kind. So Rich, yeah. Richard Kind from oh, well, the big, biggest thing with Scrubs because is <laughs> I'll go for the needle. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> um, funny, funny thing about Richard Kind. Do you know who Richard Kind's best friend is? Who? George Clooney. <laughs> best no. mates. Amazing. <laughs> he just wouldn't put them together, but there you go. Wonderful. But but he, you know I, lo- I love I love all the kind of like uh, abstract kind of world in in uh, Riley's head, but also I like the kind of dynamics with with the the, the mum and dad, and I think yeah. from both of us, you know, me, you being a teacher, me kind of used to be a teacher and dealing with teenagers and teenage girls. I think it's it's yeah. so realistic and it's so approachable. Um, and yeah. especially how, like, especially a relationship with a dad, I think, is 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 the special, isn't it? It's yeah. the th- yeah, it's the special. It's special, and you, but you also see the 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 work in, inner workings of the mum and dad as well. And as, and I think yeah. the moment it's Diane it's Diane Lane, isn't it? He plays the mum. Um, yeah. She doesn't get quite as much to do as, as the dad, but uh, but again, that's quite I think for me quite approachable because you can and relatable. You see, you really see the dad kind of struggling with dealing with, you know. Dealing with this teenage girl, and I think I think you know, I'm not taking anything away from mothers there as well, but I think for for a father, an inexperienced father dealing with it, or you know, an inexperienced male dealing with a teenage girl is 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 a difficult yeah. thing and it's an awkward thing, and I think it really really nails that. But ultimately, you know, you get a, a you know, it's a Disney film, you get this like lovely sort of payoff at the end. Um, well. It's, 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 not, it's, I mean, just was, it's funny it's how we were speaking about the same sort of thing with um, Mitchell's versus the machine the other week, weren't we? About that father. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's quite. It's just. It's great. quite special. To see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it really, really is. I think it's it's definitely up there. You know, we we spoke about our favorites. You know, I think my favorite Disney Pixar is Coco, but for other sort of reasons. But this is probably, you know. <laughs> If, if we're putting it in black and white, this for me, this is probably the best Disney Pixar film. Yeah, Whether it's yeah. my favourite, you know, that is, is another question, but it's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Where can we cool. see this film, Greg? Obviously on Disney+. Plus. There we go. Wonderful. Tasty beer, that Greg. Yeah, where did you get that? Well, actually, it was paid for by our lovely listeners. Oh, fantastic! Which one bought you that? 
Well, it's hard to say. It's hard. It's hard to say exactly because it's quite an expensive beer, so it's probably a number of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but if you guys want to buy us a beer, you know, as as a you know, as a little little tip of the hat to the old podcast, yeah. you, you know, feel free. You're very welcome to. Uh, how can they do that, Greg? Well, you could um, meet me in the pub in, a, in about <laughs> half an hour. I'll be at the, in the car park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, I'll be at the Queen's if you're around my way, and uh, it was quite. I'll be at the Queen Anne if you're around my way. Is it expensive in the Queen's now? Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's Queen's Queen's quite expensive. Yeah, but people pay it just because it's such a good pub. Um, Or you could, uh, if you don't want to move from where you are, you can go to buymeacoffee.com, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dad's on Film Pod, and you could support us by buying us a beer for as little as three pound. I mean, or you could go the whole hog and buy us. 30 beers, won't it? <laughs> um, that won't cost three pounds, but uh, that won't, you, uh, you, do, you do the math. 90 pounds. I've had too many beers. A critic. Leave us lockdown. Isolation viewing. Day one, film one. Captain Phillips. Hanks is no nonsense and excels. Abdi is sympathetic and real. You feel tense during the initial pirate boarding, like you're there and one of the crew. And then claustrophobic while you're stuck in that lifeboat with them. And then that finale when an incredible Hanks just lets go and all that emotion falls out. The viewer feels the release too. Superb performances. Where is the crew? I don't know. I don't know. I'm here with you. Where is your crew? I don't know. Here, here I'll, 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 I'll call them up. Sure. I'll get them up here, all right? All right, look, this is the captain speaking. The pirates demand all crew members to the bridge. All... Every crew, one minute, I will kill someone. One minute. Another minute, I kill somebody. I kill all your friends. One minute. I will no call again. Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. That was Leaver's lockdown. So essentially what we've done is we've finished our Mission Impossible, Everyone's a Critic, so we've got some other fillers. <laughs> yeah. So essentially what has happened is Lever's mum and Lever and his mum had to isolate for a week. So Lever just watched a load of films and sent us a review of every single film. So we have got weeks and weeks of Lever's lockdown. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh that shouldn't stop other people sending in everyone's critics. No, definitely not. Uh, you know, we can weave in others in between. Uh but yeah, we've got plenty of backup to go on uh, from what Lever's been watching over that period. So, yeah, he's not going to be locking down the whole entire time. <laughs> he's finished locking down. He has but, finished locking down. However, the, <laughs> we've got like purpose, 17 the, levers locked down. <laughs> for the purpose of the podcast, he will be he will be locked locked down for the next few months. Uh, thank Till you Christmas. very much, Matthew. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Matthew. Um, we, we're taking Matthew with us on Saturday, aren't we? Yes, uh, we are. To the lights, and he's going to be it's a bit of muscle. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, Captain Phillips, we spoke about it when we did the Tom Hanks uh, yeah. stint a few months ago. And uh, it was the first time I'd seen Captain Phillips when we did that. But what a wonderful film it is, I think. We've yeah, summed amazing. it up pretty nicely there. Pretty and, uh, nicely. It's, it's, it's that, you're right, it's that scene at the end, which uh, yeah. you know, I won't say more about it than that, but it's just Tom Hanks at his absolute best, isn't he? Doing something slightly different. Yeah, which is yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see Tom Hanks do something, just push himself a little bit. Yeah, it's great, wonderful. Hanks very much, Lever. Ah! weeks in we feel like we should sort of develop some of these ideas that yeah. have uh, you know been been wonderful for the last 50 weeks but you know you know things have to evolve don't they david uh, <laughs> yes, they I, do. I, 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 I like to think that i don't just evolve i revolve no uh, re- revolved uh, don't evolve anyway it's a partridgeism uh good it, one. here we are on our, on our new feature which is a little bit of an extension on homework uh, it's called the movie train so every week we're going to uh, end a film by by jumping on board uh, the movie train, and it might be Dave driving it, it might be me driving it, it might be one of you driving it, but you are going to choose the next destination with one rule and one rule only. The next destination has to link with our last destination. Yeah, yeah. So, like so, Thomas, the two, yeah. the four, the six, the, the eight. Shunting, Shunting trucks. trucks and hauling, hauling freight. freight. Red and green, brown and blue, they're the really useful crew. Useful crew. <laughs> All with different roles to play. Round, round Tidmouth, Tidmouth sheds. sheds. Or round the bend. And, and far away, actually. Oh, far away, actually. Far away. Yeah. Down the hills and round, round the bend. that bend. Thomas. Thomas and, and his, his friends. friends. <laughs> I just remember you, you and the uh, the family came over and stayed with us, uh, you know, a good few years ago. I think ben, ben wasn't even one. I remember we went for a little walk and you and Arthur were like singing Thomas the entire yeah. You both knew it word for word. And I, I was like, I'll, I'll never, I'll <laughs> never know that. And now I, I even know the, uh, let's go, go, go on a the big, big world world adventure. adventure. The world's just a train right away. Big, big world, world big, 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 big adventure. Thomas Thompson and friends are big, big adventure. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Other um, <laughs> train-related children's TV shows are available. They are. Children's <clears throat> in. Uh, didn't really do children's in much, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so we, we're going to link in end of the next week's, not homework, but the next week's uh, movie train it's destination. It's going to link in yeah. with the last week's one, and we're going to start off yeah. by linking it with our last homework, which was yeah. the Coen Brothers. No, co- no country, yeah, for, no all country for all men. Dave, and you, you get in the driver's seat. You drive the train. Yeah, where are you board. taking? Choo choo. Um, <laughs> well, what we've said is you, we can link them in in any sort of way, and they can be as tedious as you want to. So if, if people really want to jump on, tenuous, it, I know, think take the, the, take the ten. Well, no, I think tedious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If people really want to take the piss, they can do. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, 
However, uh, so, it, you know, it could be a, a, a particular actor is in both films. It could be the same directors, writers. It could be a theme. It could be a song. Could be a lo- who knows, location. Whatever. Could be a location. Who yeah. cares? Uh, however, I'm going to I'm gonna play it safe this, this week, but I, I, so I'm going to pick another Coen Brothers film. Um, okay. So what I would like you to watch and us to watch and, and, the, and the listeners to watch this week is the Coen Brothers film uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Starring Oscar Isaacs, <laughs> um, you know we know him from we know him from Star Wars, we know him from Ex Machina, yeah. you know all these wonderful things. But he, uh, this was the first thing I saw uh, Oscar Isaac in, and it's great for me. It's great. It, it's set in 1960s New York. Uh, it's the whole kind of folk movement, you know, with uh, Dylan and all that sort of oh, stuff. What a cast. Uh, Bloody yeah. hell! Wow! Right, yeah. get this. This is this is. There's loads yeah. of destinations you can go to after here. You got Oscar Oscar <laughs> Isaac, Carrie Mulligan, John Goodman, Justin Timberlake, Adam Driver. Like yeah. amazing! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, it's really yeah. good. And what they did is they, they they've taken it seriously in terms of the music, and for me that that's what made it so great. Oscar Isaac is is is, is brilliant as the titular character of Lewin Davis. Yeah. Uh, this really 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 flawed guy. But, um, yeah. yeah, they really, really had this passion for the music. Um, and, the, and the best thing about it, it is just 105 minutes long. So there's this kind of, like, folky bluegrassy band called the Punch Brothers, quite famous okay. in America. And they got them, as well as Marcus Mumford. And believe, you know, think what you want about Mumford and Sons or whatever, but the guy can write a song. Hey, uh, the to theme write for Ted Lasso, the sound. Cool. Well, exactly. There you go. But to write the music, you know, for for the song and the music, the artists play, and there's some really, really like incredible tunes in it. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. It is great, and that's where Carrie Mulligan, uh, Carrie Mulligan, and Marcus Mumford met, husband and wife. There you go. Wow, a little, yeah, little cool. bit of romance for you there, Greg. A little bit, just a little bit of romance. Ooh, yeah. romance. Oh, Alan's deep bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go all aboard cool. the movie train or setting off if you want to if you want to drive drive the movie train next week uh think of a film that links uh however tenuously to inside lewin davis if you if you're familiar with that film if you're not just look it up and uh, see if you can find a tenuous link and you you could be driving the movie train next week although let's face it it's probably going to be me <laughs> Chug chug. Okay then Gregory, fiftieth episode. What the hell is on that bloody box for you? Wonderful. Well, I've give a few honourable mentions, and if I mention your choice, then just edit it out. Feel free. Yeah, uh, do. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, you got Stand by Me on Channel Five. Uh, Bruce yeah. Almighty is on five at five past seven on ITV Two on Saturday. Uh, Secret Life of Pets, which is something my lad Arthur's been watching on heavy rotation. Secret Life of Pets One and Two recently. That's five twenty on ITV Two on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You've got Drive, which we spoke about. A couple of months ago, that's on tonight at 10.55 on Sony Movies. But my choice, uh, in the advent of the sequel coming out, is at 11.05 tonight, that's Friday night, on Channel 4, is A Quiet Place. 
So, yeah. Yes. Give it a watch if you've not seen it already. Get prepared for A Quiet Place 2 coming out in cinemas uh, next week. What about Ooh. for you, David? Did, have, I, have I mentioned anything that you were going to go for there? Possibly. I'm just changing my mind as we speak. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm going for Sunday... 6.55 p.m. on Sony Movies. Yeah. It's a wild choice, but M. Night Shyamalan's Mel Gibson starring Signs. Ah, I've not seen it. He's never seen, never Signs. seen Signs. This is crop ah. circle sort of shiz. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's great. I went to right, cinema okay. when I was, and we must, I must have been 14, 13, 14 watching it. And all the way yeah. through, it's it's so tense. The entire again, we won't go into a full full review of it. But it's really really tense. And there's one scene. All right, bear with it. The CGI is a bit crap. But there's one sure. scene, and some you see something for the first time, and yeah. every single person in that cinema, and it was packed really? <laughs> himself. Really, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's really really good. Great but cast: Mel Gibson, uh, Joaquin. <laughs> it yeah. absolutely stuck, Greg. Uh, but yeah i'm going for signs there you go let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week wonderbar all right all right all right all right all right you guys got any weed (laughs) no that's fine. Be cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, and that was 50. Fifth, we've done 50 that of these. 50. Flaming hell. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. I mean, we're going to make a bigger deal with 50. I, I, that's I thought we'd just do one, a two... Oh, no, okay. no, no, we're going to do that again. Uh, we're going to make a bit. We're going to make a bigger deal out of episode fifty-two, aren't we? Um, and yes. just for just for Richard's benefit, the reason we're doing that is because <laughs> we're fifty-two weeks in a year. Yes, uh, and we've yeah. not missed a week. Yes, I, I find that the hardest to believe that we've not missed a week. I think this next year we'll probably miss some because there'll be. I'm sure there'll be like more holidays and things like yeah, that. But perhaps, perhaps. But we'll, you know, mm. even if we just drop an episode of it's like ten minutes of us talking, then yeah, just like, yeah, why not? We'll do one of those uh, best of episodes. Remember when we said this? Well, well I'll tell, I'll tell <laughs> you who. <laughs> you know what? I'm really, I'm really apprehensive. No, I'm not apprehensive because I know right deep down I'm not even bothered because I know how bad it's going to be. Is mm. this Friends? You never really watched Friends, did you? Friends reunion. Yeah. Oh, you did yeah. watch Friends. What was it? You, that you <laughs> didn't watch what? Who was it who said to me they weren't they didn't really do much Friends? Anyway, this Friends reunion, right? And yeah. So they, they filmed it already, haven't they? Whatever it is they're doing, mm. and they're all back, got to back. And it will be nice to see them all back together. But what bothers me is like the list of about twenty like current celebrities who well, are making the appearance. We know the big one, don't we? Which one? F- James Corden oh, yeah, <laughs> is of involved. He is. Of course he is, oh. but it's like, but it's like, no people. We're not, but we're not interested for you lot. We like, we see enough of yeah. all you lot. Like, why are you muscling on? It's, it's, it's about these I, lot. I think it'll, pro- it'll probably be because they, they said it's not a new episode, is it? It's just like it's like almost like a, like a, t- a chat show, isn't it? Sat down chatting to yeah, them all about yeah, yeah. it. And I think what it'll probably be is like a video. Yeah, I think they said there's something new, but it's not yeah. a new episode. So whether they'll just do like a. 
a, a, a recap of where you know a, a touching base of where they all are, I suppose. Or uh, something. Yeah. Um, but um, I think all these celebrities, it will be a video clip of them like reading the favorite scene or telling us what the favorite episode is or something. Oh, maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I think it'll yeah. just be that because I don't think they'll be trying to take away too much of, you know. I really hope six not. of them being together. I really, I really <clears> hope. <throat> yeah. I just, I'm Hopefully just so, pre- I'm so prepared to be disappointed. Uh, like, really, really am. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll know. see. I, th- I think the fact that I think they've set expectations by saying it's not, it's not a new episode, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it feels like they've announced Oasis again back together, but then they're also saying that at the same time they're going to have like the guy from the Matt Healy from the 1975 playing guitar <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> <"F-> off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, I hate him so much. I hate uh, his mum. His mum's a yeah. kid. Yeah, she well, needs she, burying somewhere. She, she got pissed at our work once and she just made she? a tit of herself and she lost, she made some big deal about losing some ring or something like that but the way she was to us as staff just like who are you who are you talking to you're not even on Corrie anymore piss off yeah what are you doing this weekend um i'm seeing you on yes. saturday so yes, excited and i can't I just wait can't hide it yeah <laughs> and then sunday i'm gonna probably do some jet washing okay Exciting cool. stuff, and then cool. I Sunday, think bloody we are Sunday. Either, <laughs> either going uh, swimming or trampolining. So yeah, oh, great. yeah, fantastic. Gonna be good that's stuff. Awesome. Gonna that's be awesome. good stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like the fiftieth episode hasn't had that many, you know, celebrations. However, okay. yeah, I don't really care. It's fine. <laughs> We, we we don't want like to make a big deal out of these things. We you know we it's not like we, it's not like we're going anywhere. We're going Here's to, to Stockport. We are on Saturday. Yeah, boy. Here's to the next fifty. Password. Wait. Password. Send send us some uh, AM AMCR or whatever it's called. ASMR. Oh no, ASMR. that's weird. I don't I don't want people sending me that. MCR AMCR. ASMR. Is that automatic number plate recognition? AM, ANPR, ANPR. I've been watching too much, too much Line of Duty. Oh, God. Still not watched it. The, yeah, the, the last yeah. season. Not that bothered. Don't bother. Said it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want people sending me ASMR. Let's do um, cannibals. <laughs> Let's, no, something to do with 50. Yeah. Send us 50 of anything. Send us anything to do with. Yeah. Preferably pounds. Fifty pounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could uh yeah, you buy me a coffee go to buymeacoffee.com and you could buy us uh, 50. 17, 16, hang on. Seventeen. Just to tip it over. Seventeen coffees. <laughs> seventeen beers rather. And that would be fifty yeah. pounds. And that would go a long way towards our um, our marketing, which is now a physical form, the mass square business cards, <laughs> and our t-shirts. Beer mats. beer mats, that's actually quite fitting, isn't it? Yeah, you can buy us a beer, beer. For, for £20. <laughs> buy, buy, us. buy us a beer, Matt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they're not cheap, oh, they're very cool. Um, yeah, man. They are cool, they look great. 
Well, good. I'll see you Saturday. See you Saturday. Saturday. Yes. Saturday. 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 Saw John Palmer at the weekend. Oh. And he was... uh, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody the other day and I really liked it. Oh, I was like, well... You're wrong. You should watch Rocket, watch Rocket Man instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I told him all about Rocket Man, the production of Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, and how uh, Brian Singer is a really, really bad man. And then sent him yeah. a lot of articles about why Brian Singer is such a bad man. So uh, right. there you go. Right. Oh, yeah. dear, 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 right. dear. But there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure.